bit less nervous than last time. So that's good. <laughs> We're improving. Um, gratefulness. Ben asked me to share something in testimony that I was grateful from last year. And God is actually, as we all know, really, really good. <laughs> um, I was thinking on it and I realised, or he helped me realise, that it's almost a year to the day that I shared last time. <laughs> I don't know if I would call it preaching, but I shared. <laughs> and it was um, January last year and I shared from Ephesians 6 on the armour of God. I don't know if you were here. <laughs> um, stood up here, looked a bit ridiculous. I don't know where my kids are at, but I was all dressed up. <laughs> Had my wooden spoon and everything. <laughs> Uh, a year ago, almost to the day, is probably really significant. Um, in the days directly after, God had shown me and challenged me to share that I was faced with some pretty tough stuff that happened. Um, relationally, <laughs> so not... Uh, if it's to me, then I can be actively involved in doing something about it. If it's relationally, you just have to trust God. <laughs> And that was um, really significant. So what I'm grateful for, <laughs> I'm so grateful that I stand in the love of and serve the God that lives. He lives every day with me. And he knew the very moment that I needed to remember the practicalities of how to walk with him in his arm. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> Honestly, as recently as five o'clock this morning, <laughs> God's really great like that. <laughs> Just trust him and keep trusting and keep trusting. And it was five o'clock this morning that I woke up and I knew. I was having a moment with him, realising how significant it was. It wouldn't be me if it wasn't a messy, teary, ten tissues kind of moment. <laughs> but it just amazes me and overwhelms me I don't know where it is in the Bible, I meant to look it up, but he knows every hair on our head. It's not uh, like a fun saying that you tell the kids, you know, like how much hair do you have? It's how intricately he designed each and every one of us to be individual to him. So intricately he knows us. I've written that in bold, it just stood out to me. I don't ever wanna stop being in awe of that of his majesty coming to meet me wherever I am for who I am. He reminded me of and challenged me, sorry, I'm not used to the microphone, <laughs> to share on this passage last year in readiness. I didn't know at the time. Not only to fight the battles I would face last year, but to grow through them. Through a fractured relationship and various anxieties, that the enemy used to try and break me, like I said, wouldn't be me if I didn't cry. <laughs> God had secured his truth and righteousness. Through a new step in serving his kingdom, I walked with renewed faith and found a refreshed joy in his word. Oh, it's all ready to be like really hyped up and not teary. <laughs> uh, but it's just as strong in a different way. And in being deliberate to take rest in him, I stepped into an authority I haven't known for in the spirit. A comfortableness to share of the hope of my salvation 
to lead in the spirit. It was really significant for me and uh, just really felt his power in that. Don't think I'll be just like, you know, standing here like really comfortable anytime soon, but it was really, um, yeah, life-changing to feel that, uh, yeah, to lead in his authority. I'm so grateful that God knows and grateful that he gave me a year full of opportunity to trust him more even if at times it meant just take the next step. So something I'm believing for this year, coming into 2022, a year later, and this is some of what God really revealed to me this morning, which I, I didn't realise I didn't have clear until then. Instead of sharing here today, unaware of what might come, keep losing my spot. I stand here believing and in peace that God has already chosen new opportunities for me to face with him beside me. Some of them opportunities for me to be challenged and rely completely on him. Maybe feeling like I'm just holding on and taking one more step at a time. Other opportunities I will have the opportunity to stand in his authority and lead in the kingdom in new and exciting ways, which I'm excited for. <laughs> I think it, um, if I think of my place in our church, in our community, um, yeah, he's just, he's going to grow his kingdom <laughs> and he's going to use each and every one of us, but I'm really grateful overwhelmingly grateful to God that he has revealed to me over the past year and he has helped me be excited for what that year will look like for me personally. So, yeah, thanks. Such an amazing presence of God. Um, and that song um, is so fitting for, for today um, in gratitude, but also, I guess, um, what I wanted to share with you all. Um, and I, f I felt like it was a little bit different to be, um, you know, thankful for this. But today and in my life, I am thankful for the trials that God has put me through and put before me. I'm thankful for the hard times. I'm thankful for the stress and the pressure of life. And of course when we're in the deep valleys, when we're in the middle of it, when we're in the darkness, we don't feel like being very thankful. But in hindsight and looking back, I can, I can see the plan that God had for me. I can see the growth that God has put inside of me. I can see how the hard times have strengthened me. And in James 1, 2 to 4, it says, "'Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters,' whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete and not lacking anything. And God's plan for us is to be mature and complete and to be not lacking in anything. And most of the time when those trials come in life, 
it's because there are things that are happening around us that we can't control or that have been cast upon us, you know, either against our will or, you know, without us even being aware of it. These are things that we are, we cannot control. And I know from my own life, my own experiences, the more I've tried to control those things and take hold of them and shape them and mould them into what might be comfortable for me, the longer the trial goes on. The greater the, pers- the greater the perseverance I need, the more patience God has for his plan in my life. And I know in my heart, I know in my life, without a shadow of a doubt, that God is real, that God exists, and God loves me. And I hope and pray that I'm sure you all have that same conviction that God wants the best for me. Just like I want the best for my children, He wants the best for us. And as children, sometimes we don't see the bigger picture. And we don't know what the plan is. We don't understand why things are happening in life. It's not until later on in life when your eyes are opened and you can see with hindsight the plan that God had. And even if you don't, the point is, is that perseverance is a gift. Perseverance and the will to keep going is a gift that we have through hope in Jesus. Nobody can rob us of that. And it says later in James 1.12, Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Now, I don't know about you. I don't know what the crown of life is, but I want it. If God is promising me a crown of life through perseverance, whatever that is, I want it. Because I know that God gives his children good gifts, not bad gifts. And if it takes me persevering and being obedient through the trials of life, even when I don't want to, even when it doesn't seem right, I know that God will be there for me because he has time and time and time before. And it doesn't make the trials that we face any easier. In some ways, it feels like the trials that we have later on in life just seem to get harder and harder and harder. I don't know if that's because we're wiser or more stubborn, I don't know. But just because we have a relationship with God does not mean that we will not face trials. And I choose, and I believe it is a choice, I choose to believe that the trials that God puts before us are so that we can be mature and complete. And through perseverance, we will receive a crown of life, even if that means at the end when we die and we go to heaven and we receive the crown. And I believe that is God's ultimate will for us. It made me think about an amazing example in the Bible back in the Old Testament in Daniel 3, 17 and onwards. It's Shadrach, Bishak and Abednego. They're saying, uh, I can't give you the whole lot, but I would recommend you read it, but we're going to pick it up from verse 17. They're saying to King Nebuchadnezzar, If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, 
The God we serve is able to deliver us from it and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, even if he does not, even if he does not, we want you to know your majesty that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold that you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego and his attitude towards them had changed. He ordered the furnace heated seven times hotter than usual and commanded some of the strongest soldiers in his army to tie up, tie them up and throw them into the blazing furnace. So these men, wearing their robes, trousers, turbans and other clothes were bound and thrown into the blazing furnace. Now, I don't know about you, but sometimes, I've, of course, we've never thrown, been thrown into a blazing furnace, but it does feel like that sometimes when the trials of life come and the fiery arrows from the enemy are hitting us every day. It feels like we're in the middle of a furnace and all you can see is the blazing heat around you. And the king's command was so urgent and the furnace so hot that the flames of the fire killed the soldiers who took up Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. And these three men, firmly tied, fell into the blazing furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, weren't there three men that we tied up and threw into the fire? And they replied, certainly, your majesty. He said, look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed. And the fourth looks like the son of the gods. Now, I don't know how King Nebuchadnezzar, before the son of God had actually walked on this earth, knew that it was the son of God walking with them. But the point that I want to make to you all and the encouragement the thing that I'm so thankful for is that even, even in the blazing fury of a furnace, when we feel like we're going into that alone, there is the Son of God waiting to set us free and to keep us safe and to be in that fire with us, not just saving us from that. God could have taken them away and saved them from that but through faith, they stepped into that furnace, knowing, knowing that, that they would be saved, knowing that God was going to be with them. And you can read on from there, the whole nation was changed because of the faith of these three men. And so I'm thankful. I'm so thankful that I can stand before you today knowing that the trials and tribulations that I have been through over the past four or five years or longer have all been part of God's will in my life so that I can stand here and know with full confidence and full faith that God has been with me every step of that way, that I have not been alone, that, that to those around me who may not even know who God is, are able to look at me and say, I don't know how you went through that. And I can say, it is because I have faith. Because of my faith, 
that even if I didn't come through this, I still know that God exists and God loves me and God cares for me, just like he does for each and every one of us. So, in some ways, it's not, you know, on a gratitude Sunday, it's probably not obvious to be thanking God for all of the hard things that have happened in life. But if we can, through faith, stand and persevere and praise God no matter what, then He is always faithful to us. And you will come out of it the other side. It says later on that when they came out of the furnace, not a hair on their head was singed. They didn't even smell like smoke. And the men who tried to throw them in there got burnt up without even getting close. So... As we worship more, I just want to encourage us to be thankful for all of those times in the past when we've been on our knees crying and begging God to change our circumstances. That none of us would be here if it wasn't for the hindsight of knowing that God was there with us at those times. So why don't we stand? just really um, feel to pray as well while we're in this atmosphere and to pray for each other too and so if you if you have a prayer need if you feel like you're in the furnace if you are unsure of what's going on in life and you're not even sure if God is with you then I just encourage you to raise your hand and those around will pray with you and stand with you Father, we just thank you that you are in control, that you are in control of life, that nothing happens without you knowing about it. You are not surprised. And no matter what happens, Lord, if we turn our hearts to you, and we praise you and thank you for all that you have done in our life, that you will turn even the worst circumstances into the greatest circumstances in our life, Lord. And we thank you that you want us to prosper and to be in relationship with you, to be mature and complete and not lacking anything. And I just pray, Lord, for all of those who are on a journey, who are in a dark place, who feel like they're in a fire, who cannot see the way out. I pray, Lord, that in this moment you give them a greater sense of your presence standing there with them through this trial to bring them out of it on the other side. Not smelling of smoke, but as a testimony to your love and your power and your glory in our life. And for that to be an amazing encouragement to all of those around us who do not understand We just thank you, Lord. Thank you for your presence. We just pray in this atmosphere, Lord, that you just touch our hearts, speak into our lives, give us revelation, give us a renewed hope, a renewed sense of your love and your work in our life.
I pray this in your name. Amen. You know, as I began to think about this word grateful, my first thoughts that came to me were I'm grateful for the people that are in my life and for the last year, that 18 months that we've been through. And even though, like Damien shared, through the trials, the hard times, times where it was it's almost easier just to go like, it's just easier to give up. It's hard. But God is faithful. God is faithful. And you know, the Word of God says that I will not allow you to go through more than you can handle. <laughs> I will not allow you to go through more than you can handle. And let me tell you, there was times where it was way more than I thought I could handle, way more than my husband thought he could handle. Yet God's goodness and his grace is so sufficient for us. I'm so grateful to God for this past 18 months. I'm so grateful to God for his grace that's so, f you can't express because there's, Times where I have felt like I don't deserve anything from God in these 18 months. I don't deserve anything. And I became frustrated and, and, and overwhelmed and, and all of those things because I couldn't fix it. <laughs> I couldn't fix it. I couldn't fix my husband. I couldn't fix what he was going through. But I had to believe and trust God. I had to hope in him. You see, at the end of the day, we can't rely on others. We can't rely on ourselves. Our hope is in him, our God. Our hope, our steadfastness, the rock that we stand on is our Lord. And only he can bring us through to the other side. In 2 Corinthians 12, 9, it says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. I will boast in my weakness, but yet in that weakness, God's power is made evident. You know, we can sit here today and go, we've gone through so much. I don't know where God was in all of this. I don't understand. You know, I've just come to the fact that we will never really understand. But that's where trust and faith and reliance comes. Our trust and faith is in him and him alone. He won't let us down. He's not going to just go, oh, well, get over it, move on. He doesn't say that. He comes around and he loves on us. And you may not, we may not feel like he's even speaking, but let me tell you he is. Let me tell you he is comforting. Let me tell you he is holding us in the very palm of his hand because that's who our God is. And that's where faith has to, to kick in and overtake the mind of our thinking and the way we we pursue or per perceive things around what's going on. 
I'm grateful to God that we stand, I stand here today because of his goodness and his grace. That my husband is here today because of his goodness and his grace. You know, and every year we look forward to a new beginning, don't we? A new year. Woohoo! New year resolutions. I don't do those because this, nah. A new day. Woohoo! But you know, in Christ, it's a new day every day. It's a new beginning every day. We don't have to wait for 2022 to start a new day. It's every day, every day, every moment is a new day in him. You know, this year started off pretty gross already (laughs) for us and for our family. You know, already, I'm like, man, it's only January. Are you serious? Like... You know, COVID's just like going on and it, you know, there's all of this fear and all of this stuff going on, but God is in the midst of this. Stephen has three brothers and one of his brothers has been diagnosed with terminal cancer. And um, he's been given like two months to live. And that's hard to face We went and seen him on Friday and, you know, we sat and we talked and, you know, I just had a chance to just encourage him to say, David, you know, you have faith. You have faith in God. Don't don't forget about who he is in this time. His other brother, his older brother, as you know, has just been diagnosed with stage four melanoma cancer. It's like, you beauty, another one. Awesome. And then Stephen's younger brother, who he hasn't seen and spoken to for quite a long time. Stephen just felt to message him and let him know what's happening in his family. And he messaged Stephen back and said, I've had kidney cancer and I've had a kidney removed. It's like, what is happening, God? But yet in it, we have to trust God. We have to believe for them. You know, we have to stand for them. Our grandkids in America got COVID. We just got, we found that out. (laughs) I'm sure we've all got a story to tell for January 2022. But that's our story. But in it all, I know that I know that I know that I know that my God... My God has not turned his back on us. And I know that my God is faithful to accomplish that which he promised. And he will bring us through. God hasn't dropped the ball. You know, as I just waited, I I just was waiting on God. And I felt like God just gave me a bit of encouragement for, not just for me, but I think just for but I felt like for all of you today. In Isaiah 41 says, and this is just amazing because what Jules spoke about or what, you know, the prophetic word Julie had was around fear. And this is what God gave me in Isaiah 41.10. He says, so do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, discouraged or disheartened For I am your God. 
I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That's the promise of God to us today, people. As we face this year, I want us to be reminded of Isaiah 41.10. Fear not. Fear not. Fear has no place in us. Fear has no power over us because God has set us free. God has delivered us from that. So 41.10 is a powerful statement and a powerful scripture for us to hold on to, I believe, for this year. Hold tight to what I say, for I am your God. I will do what I promise. You are mine. I have created you for such a time as this. You are strong and courageous. My spirit is within you. I have given you all authority. You are victorious, but you must fix your eyes on me. Do not look to the left or to the right, but be focused on who I am and you will walk in victory. I believe that's what God gave me in the early hours of this morning was just to encourage you. Do not look to the left or right. Do not get caught up in the moment, but fix our eyes, firmly fix our eyes on Jesus Christ, the author and finisher of our faith. So I pray you'll be encouraged today by all the testimonies that have been shared. But let's not leave this place going, oh, wow, that was really good. Oh, I didn't realise that was going on. Let's focus on what did God say to me today? What's God saying to you today? And hold on to those things that God has deposited in our hearts today. Amen. God bless you.